Radio Rounds, the podcast series from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Recently, an expert panel sponsored by the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, part of the National Institutes of Health, issued new clinical guidelines regarding the prevention of peanut allergy in children. The guidelines are based on groundbreaking studies conducted in recent years. My guest today is Dr. Avi Bagelman. He's a Washington University Allergy, Immunology, and Pulmonary Medicine Specialist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bagelman. First, let's describe the peanut allergy and really how it is identified. So, good morning, everyone, and thanks for having me. A peanut allergy, like any other food allergy, usually will be diagnosed once the child has adverse reaction to the food. Uh, the most common adverse reaction are skin symptoms, which could be rash, hives, but as any other food allergy, some of the reactions are severe and may cause anaphylaxis. And anaphylaxis, we call a reaction which involves more than one system in our body. It could be hives and vomiting, sometimes in the most severe cases, a drop in a, a blood pressure, and obviously some of the reaction could be very severe, could be life-threatening. And it's not really different between peanut and other food allergy, but the focus today is peanut just because of the new guidelines for food allergy or peanut allergy prevention. So there was an article recently published in the Physician Newsletter discussing the new NIH guidelines recommending early introduction of peanut-based foods, Dr. Bagelman, and the new clinical guidelines regarding prevention of peanut allergies in children. So speak about those new recommendations for a bit. Yes, absolutely. And it's uh, basically these new recommendations are a total change in the way that we understand a peanut allergy and most probably other food allergies. Just as a reminder, the guidelines were totally different 17 years ago. In 2000, year of 2000, the official guideline uh, from the American Academy of Pediatric and the European societies was to postpone introduction of peanut and allerg- other allergenic food like eggs, uh, tree nuts for babies that are in high risk to develop uh, those food allergies. And the idea was people believed that if we postpone it, we might be able to prevent food allergy. And we know today that it was totally wrong. And actually, the evidence started to come out even 10 years ago because the guidelines were changed. In 2006, the official guidelines from the American Academy of Pediatrics was that you don't need to postpone the feeding. You can start solid foods even for high-risk infants at the age of four to six months in addition to breastfeeding. Uh, But it was not an official recommendation that you have to do it. And this is the major change in the current guideline. The major change today is not that you can do it, but you should do it. If I'm a physician and there is a man of, one of my patients is a baby that is in high risk to develop a peanut allergy, usually based on the coexistence of eczema, then the guidelines suggest that I should actively recommend to that 
to the family to eat uh, peanut products. And I think that's the major change in the current guidelines uh, from the previous version that came out in 2006. Uh, I want to emphasize two very, very important issues regarding early introduction of peanuts. So we will never, never give whole peanuts or any other peanuts to young babies because of the risk of choking. So we need to adjust the food to the age of the child. And once we are speaking about early introduction of a peanut product in young babies, usually we will recommend to introduce smooth peanut butter that is dissolved within something. It could be a little bit of water. It could be the baby's formula, breast milk, applesauce, something, because we're really nervous about the risk of uh, choking. So this is one thing. And the other thing that I want to emphasize that we are dealing with early introduction of peanut, and most probably it's true for all other foods, but it's not instead of breastfeeding. We're still advocating for breastfeeding. But then, in addition, by the age of four months, we can start to introduce all other foods. So those are the major, major changes in these new guidelines that came from the National Institute of Health. If eczema is present, is peanut testing before introduction required for these infants? So uh, it's a great question. And eczema, the problem is that eczema is a very, very common disease. Uh, so the guidelines divide the recommendation based on the severity of the eczema. For patients with mild eczema or mild to moderate eczema, and they define it as eczema that does not require treatment with prescription medication, a little bit of moisturizer is fine, over-the-counter topical steroid is fine. This level of eczema, you don't do any prior testing, any prior evaluation. Uh, there is one group of patients, which is a very limited group of patients. Those are the patients with severe eczema that require treatment with prescription medication for the eczema. Uh, the guidelines suggest that these babies should be evaluated by an allergist before we introduce uh, peanut. And we evaluate these babies in our clinic and we will perform skin testing. And based on the result, we will decide if we should tell the family just introduce the peanut product, peanut butter at home, or sometimes we will just feed the babies with the peanut butter at clinic to be sure that they are not already allergic. But I want to emphasize, those are the minority of the population of babies because severe eczema is not so common. For most of the babies at the age of four to six months, they can be fed with a peanut product at home. Again, uh, with the acknowledgement that we need to adjust the food to the age of the child to avoid choking, but most of them do not need to be evaluated. Those with severe eczema, uh, they should be evaluated by allergists before. 
In the presence of existing peanut allergy, which so many children do have at this time, what would you tell other pediatricians about managing that child and possible treatments that are out there right now? So right now we are limited with the treatments that are available for the general population on to the regular uh, uh, that are available uh, as the main practice. There are protocols that are in research right now, and I'm pretty sure that in not in too many years from now, we will be able to actively treat these babies. There are two main pathways. One are the oral desensitization protocols. They are done right now as research protocol in multiple institutions. The fine details of this protocol still needs to be defined because they are still associated with higher prevalence of adverse reaction. And they are not ready for prime time yet, but I'm optimistic. Uh, other active area of research is the peanut patch. Uh, there is a company that is based in Europe that develop a patch which contains small amount of peanut allergen, and now they are expanding to other foods. They apply to the skin for weeks and months, and the initial results are actually encouraging. And again, it's not ready for prime time yet. It's still under research, but I'm really optimistic that in a very few years, we will be able to actively treat these children and not just recommend them to avoid, and which is basically what we are doing right now. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Bagelman, for other pediatricians and what you would like them to know about these new recommendations. What would you like to tell them about when to refer and what you would like them to know? So I think the main change is the concept. We should. It's very clear that early introduction of food is beneficial. Uh, it's proven in more than one studies for uh, peanuts. It has been proven for eggs, and most probably it's true for other foods. Uh, so I think it's safe to recommend to introduce all types of food from the age of four to six months. Of course, we will do it one of the time. We will uh, tailor the food to the age of the child and his, his or her capacity to eat the food, to avoid other risks of choking. But it's very clear that early introduction is beneficial. Uh, specifically for peanuts, there is the issue of uh, uh, whether the child is in high risk uh, to develop a peanut uh, allergy. And for the kids that are in the highest risk to develop peanut allergy, based on coexisting of severe eczema or other food allergy like egg allergy, it would be better if they will be evaluated first by an allergist. For all other children, uh, it would be safe to recommend them to start to eat peanut butter dissolved in some carrier at home by the age of four to six months. And again, it's not instead of breastfeeding, it's just in addition to breastfeeding in order to prevent uh, peanut allergy and other food allergies. 
and tell us about your team. Why is St. Louis Children's Hospital so great to work with? So we have a very large division, a very large team of allergists and nurses that can take care and support this population. We are six allergists in our division, multiple nurses. We are working very closely with the St. Louis Children's Hospital dietitian, and we are ready and happy to take care about these children. And of course, uh, it's the first time that we can do something actively uh, to prevent peanut allergy and to prevent uh, other food allergies. Thank you so much for being with us today. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.